10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. New York to Moscow, delay, moon base, clearance awaited. Stockholm, Washington, personnel, transportation, Stockholm, sending now. I told you it's a dream. I can never go to the moon and neither can rocket ZA-685. Hello, Earth Control, this is Moon Base. Emergency, emergency. Without the beam, it'll be impossible to land safely. You mean we'll crash? Well, either that or drift on endlessly through space. Today's episode The only person who can fix it is Gia Kelly and she has to do everything. Like surely she should be holding some kind of a training course. I sat here thinking far too much. How do you blow up a balloon from within foam? absolute epitome of a brilliant role model. So glad you existed. I like to think that Sla is interrupting a party that <laughs> the Grand Marshal is at. Hello and welcome to World Nothing Time. My name is Andy. And I'm Alex. How are you? I'm good. Now, um, I was slightly startled to receive a phone call earlier this morning from you, <laughs> in which I thought... Or this evening for me, yes, yes. In which I thought you were in some serious trouble. There was shouting, there were screams. <laughs> <laughs> I got my makeup fans! <laughs> and now for our English viewers? Would you... <laughs> well, we all know that you are a wonderful human. Of wonderfulness. Well. Um, and when you were over here last, I um, was telling you how I'd been trying to find the um, limited edition, no less, Van Gogh Vans, the cherry blossom um, version of the uh, Vans. The Vans shoes, <laughs> sweetie. Um, and um, as I was telling you, apparently, unbeknownst to me, you had ordered them. And I received them today, and it was such a shock and a delight, and just all the joy that there could possibly be. It had shoes, it had Van Gogh, it had <laughs> unexpectedness, it just had it all. No, I'm just pleased that you weren't hurt. I was thinking, I don't know how to, <laughs> how to help you with these screams. Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van There we go, just yeah. for everyone. <laughs> what was even funnier though was during your excitement and you were showing your um, shoes to um, your daughter Iona and you, you wandered into her room and you were equally shocked by how tidy her room was and you were like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> it was very odd. 
That was very funny. I walked in and there was nothing on the floor. I just thought something very, very dangerous had happened. Perhaps there'd been a drugs bust and she'd cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> so, yes, it was um, it was quite unnerving. Yes, that was a bit odd. <laughs> so, good. Yes, I've just got one thing to say in response to that, and that is... Goxhill, rather say Bay, shipment activated. Goxhill, sending now. Rather say Bay, receiving now. Dispatch completed. <laughs> Gosh, that was good. Oh my God, you could be team at man. That be. is brilliant. That's a, that's a dream I have. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> really, in the future, none of us will have an inflection in our voice. We will just talk with an absolute monotone. So I'm just looking forward to that day. You will be ready. So in in what's almost becoming a segment, it's not becoming a segment. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I want to ask you, what have you been watching on television recently? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I tell you, I've I've given in. Finally, all of the people telling me I should watch Black Mirror. Oh. I don't think I said this last week. Yes, I've, I've resisted and I've resisted and I, well, I hadn't fully resisted. I'd had days when I was like, well, everyone says it's so good, I'm going to dip into it and I'm going to try it and I know everyone says stay away from the pig one, so I stayed away from the pig one. Um, but... What I had found in all of those situations is life was so dark, just to take it down there, um, that watching something equally as dark was not a good move. However, headspace-wise now, I'm more able to watch something dark without it pulling me down. So, um, yes, I've watched the whole of Black Mirror and enjoyed it greatly. Um, yeah, so it really did depend on my ability to watch really i guess how much i enjoyed it but yeah no it's been very very good excellent charlie yes. charlie brooker isn't it yes i know i know that you get likened to him but he winds me up considerably in a way that you don't you should be glad to know <laughs> that's pleasing um, well anyone who can marry anyone can who can happily marry connie hook has got problems in my opinion Hey. <laughs> Who's Connie Hook? She was a Blue Peter presenter who was endlessly cheerful and very annoying. Oh, I remember her. Yes, I do. Oh, that's a very unlikely couple. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I... Well, no, he is incredibly annoying. Like, every time he speaks, I'm just furious. Oh, okay. So I can see that... Yeah, yeah, I can see that that would... Um, yeah, they, they could have each other quite well. My only um, Connie Hook experience, because for I have a Connie Hook experience, is that when I was doing, <laughs> when I was doing some photo research at the BBC, that was a good line. When I was doing photo research at the BBC, um, ah, always there. When I worked for um, DD Video as a freelancer, I um, I yes. saw Connie Hook in the one of the little retail outlets selling food in TV Centre, and she honestly, oh my goodness, she, honestly, she was just like walking around like she owned the freaking place. She was like. I'm Connie Hook. Oh, yes, you've looked at me. <gasps> of course, you've looked at me. I'm important. I'm on Blue Peter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no way. Yes, but the thing is, we all hate you, and that's what I needed yes, to know. I, she needed to hear I that. Didn't tell, yeah. I didn't tell her. Did she not? No. Okay, that's probably wise. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're dying to know what I've been watching, aren't you? <laughs> I actually cannot wait. Well, cannot wait. I don't think it really stands up in the sort of dramatic stakes at all. <laughs> 
So we've been... But it will. For four years ago, we stopped watching this series after we tried to watch a lot of it. We've got up to episode 228. <laughs> <gasps> oh! Oh, I've been on the same. No, but the later version. Oh, right. Interesting. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Prisoner. How's it going? Prisoner, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I've been Wentworthing like there's no tomorrow. It's, I'm loving it. Isn't it good? Wentworth's amazing, isn't it? So good. Yes. So, She's just died. Who has? Sorry. <laughs> B. Oh, gosh, Marty. there's a long way to go, then. I know. <laughs> but that was yes. amazing. We were completely gripped by Wentworth. Honestly, amazing show. Yes. Yes. But sorry, interrupting no. yours. Who Who's currently in your section of Christmas? Oh, just end, end, endlessly. B, Doreen, Lizzie, and... Well, I like Judy. Judy Bryant. I like Judy. But um, it's kind of before the point which we were madly loving yes. it. Yes. We were never really into it at the B stage. I think B'd already gone when we started loving it. Yeah, exactly. Or was close to being Because it was... Yes. When we were watching it, it was all Cass and Bobby and... All of that stuff, and it was Myra, Myra, a bit of Myra, and Sonia, and all that. But um, yeah, I'm loving the Sonia links with this one. It's it's so lovely the way that they do bring. Oh God, though that's that Sonia storyline in Prisoner, though. Oh my God, you've got so oh, much really? to come with that. You've no idea. <gasps> oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. That gets completely mental. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, at the moment, I mean, you want to know what's happening in the episodes we're watching now. We've watched about seven episodes in the last two days, just to sort of like... Impressive. Because my friends, Greg and Ian, who I must talk about, Greg and Ian, my lovely friends. Yes. They, um, they've watched all of it probably several times, but they say you must get at least... <gasps> seven. Yes, I know. You must get up to episode two, three, five or thereabouts, because that's when it starts to get really exciting. Because there's new characters, Sandy and someone else, get put in. And I've got the other person's right. called. And and that's what I've been aiming for all this time. Finally, three years later, we've arrived. And last night we were too tired to watch episode two, three, five. So, <laughs> but that is on the books. Can't wait for the next <laughs> podcast to find out. For today, that's what we're going to watch next. So we're, apparently, we're going to enter a golden period in prisoners' history. And if we don't, amazing, there'll be hell to pay. Oh, I loved that was. Um... Pool, pool balls in a sock. Loved the oh, the hint back to Red. Red with the I pool remember. balls in a sock. That's the, one of the moments. Yes. Was it Phyllis that she I killed can't. or hit? I think it was Phyllis. I can't remember. Oh, that was But bad. I just loved that that was even a thing. I know. Yes. That's always, so let's always good. kill people with pool balls in a sock. It's the way. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a, in a, oh, the worst thing. Can I just say what the worst thing is, though, about Early Prisoner that no one seems to talk about a lot? is the fact that Erica Davidson is a shit governor and she's in it for... She really is. What do you like? So shit. I'm so angry with you, people. Oh, she's just awful. Oh. Yeah. She's we want Anne Reynolds. Who was our Anne governor? Reynolds. Anne, Anne Reynolds. freaking she's glorious amazing. Reynolds. She's not in it until episode yes. 409 million or something. I'm... Are you fucking... <laughs> I don't think we started until she had taken over no that's what I thought so but apparently apparently hell. not apparently not apparently we watched America which I can't quite believe but yes no yes anyway I've got a long way to go and I think there might be occasional three year gaps every 70 episodes yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair but can I just say a link to today's podcast episode in early prison episodes I think it's episodes 8, 9 and 10 
bitch north. First tranche of episodes. There's a character called Helen Masters, played by no less than Louise Pajo. Louise Pajo, of course. Who the fuck? Gia Kelly. Oh, I know. I love Gia Kelly pants. And you, oh my goodness. And do you know what else you should love about Gia Kelly? Where's she from? She's from somewhere I like. Yes. I Tell me where. The places. The places. New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand. Yes. Amazing. Like, Whereabouts do you know? I do. Hastings. Oh, perfect. <laughs> nice. Perfect. You can't afford to. Ha- you can't afford to. I've lost. <laughs> you can't afford to alienate your <laughs> New Zealand Any New Zealand? I don't think we've got any. I'm still struggling. I'm desperately trying to find some Kiwi fans. They don't exist. They do, though. I've heard them. <laughs> listen, if if you are a Kiwi fan, I'm just at a place of desperation now. Please get in contact. I need the conversation. <laughs> There's not anyone. I honestly, I see people in TARDIS t-shirts and I think, shall I? Shall I go and say hi, just in case? Um, and yeah, no, it's um, anyone that could possibly be a fan, they're just like new Doctor Who and they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, I've once seen an episode, it probably looked all right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm struggling. So please, Kiwi fans, come forward. I've got an idea of what you can do. So you know there's that shop there's yeah. that shop in Takapuna, Takapuna Chaka Khan. I, I have been researching. They used to be the people who ran the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, which shut down two years ago. So I have a feeling. It just feels quite like they might be quite jaded with the whole thing. Oh. I don't want to walk into a whole Doctor Who political can of worms. Oh, I know, that's a bit of a joke. I was just thinking more like you could just... So you can have a table. Hang around. You can have a table and some World Nothing <laughs> Time merchandise. Some merch. And just <laughs> sit there for... All of the merch. Sit there for about have. two or three weeks. And just see if you get any interest. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my plan. I might do that's that. my plan. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Good. I like it. I like to think yes. of you sitting in Takapuna. Did <laughs> <laughs> you? Do. Good. So. I'm pleased. Um, I think we all know what it's time for now, don't we? Oh, I've no idea. Tell me. Tell me. It's time for a quiz. <laughs> my turn but I really hope it's not so please be your turn it is my turn you're okay you're very Yay! now Ian Chambers is going to make a lot of appearances this is his second appearance in this episode or mention at least because he yeah. devised this quiz I know oh he oh now, he didn't write good. it now he didn't write it but he gave me the idea no for but it. he came up with the concept yes <gasps> I know what it is I'm so excited yes. so inspired by Planet or Planot we are going to play Janet or Janot. <laughs> Janet or Janot. Janet, where are you? Come, you're going to be pivotal. <laughs> so I have got ten questions for you. These are either oh, okay. things that are true of Janet Fielding of Tegan Javanka fame or not true. All you have to do is oh. answer Janet or Janot. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. I kind of love it, but I'm already stressed. Okay. Okay. Yes. Question one. She was born in 1953. So that would make her the barometer of how much older than mum or younger than (laughs) mum. 
Shit. So that would make her only eight years younger than mum. That can't be right. No. No. Either I'm going to annoy <laughs> mum or Jennifer. Or Jennifer. I think the potential for you to upset Janet Fielding during this quiz is quite strong. <laughs> oh, no! Okay, I'm going to say not. She looks much, much younger. Listen to me, Janet Fielding. Love you. <laughs> no, it's Janet. She is... She is 65, I think. Yeah, 65. Fuck, she's doing well. Yes, I know. Good work. Mum, you're doing great too. <laughs> Afterthought moment. Right. <laughs> Her birth surname was Field. Oh, it sounds like the kind of pointless name change people make. Field, Fielding. Doesn't really add or take away anything, does it? But yes, let's believe that that's the kind of silly thing that people do. No, it's Janot. <laughs> oh, see, she hates me so much. She was called. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce her surname because some people say it as it is, and some people do a pronunciation thing anyway. It's Mahoney, or some people say Marnie, don't they? Marnie. Ma yes. It could, yes, and you've really got to wait for the person to tell yeah. you. You can't guess based on spelling. So we're waiting, oh. Janet. We need to know, is it Marnie or Mahoney? We need to know. Yes, and if it's Marnie, the, like, the, the links are just getting so strong between me and Janet Fielding. It's ridiculous. Anyway, God. so, as a kid, she watched Doctor Who and, t and told her parents she'd be in it one day. Oh. Okay, so... She is Aussie, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and they did show it quite a lot there. But I think they showed it a lot later. I just can't imagine that would be any little girl's dream, apart from myself. Um, Janot. Correct. <laughs> yes. One pint on the board. You're on the board. Good. Right. At school, she did A-levels, or A-level equivalents, in physics, maths, and chemistry. It's not that I doubt the physics, maths, and chemistry. It's just the way that question was formatted makes me think that that or A-level equivalent was a, a, a swift addition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you a bit more um, information if you want. And that is that it's oh, that yes, the please. information that I got about was A-levels, and I was thinking, well, she could she have done A-levels? But apparently that's maybe what they called them then, and maybe they went to a different system. Because I always think of HSC when I think of, because of Home and Away, I always think they did the HSC. Yes. But um, yes, I read something which lists... I think we do HNs. Uh, well, I, 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 list, I read something which was about her A-levels. So she definitely did A-levels, okay. apparently, according, uh, definitely according to this piece of tap. Oh, okay, so it's whether or not the subject yes. is correct. And what was it? Physics, maths, and something Chemistry. else? Chemistry. Mm. Oh, Janot. No, it's Jeanette. Oh, no. Gosh. Good job, Janet. Yes. Right, question. Uh, very similar to my choice. Very. Number four. Yeah, oh, all right, okay. Physics and maths. Well, of course, yeah. I've forgotten that. <laughs> That seems like a long time ago, <laughs> and I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, really. Um, I know. Number five. Janet originally planned to be a journalist. 
Yes. She likes to talk. Yes. Correct. Two points. That was yes. Right, we're into Doctor Who now. Oh, God, thank God, because that's like, that's my safe area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not so. Um, Janet had to dye her hair for Logopolis so that Tegan would look less like Nyssa. Okay, so what did her hair look like in Logopolis? Was it more ready? Yeah. Janot. You you're you're right. It is Janot, but it was a, it was an evil question of mine because it was, she actually had her hair dyed so she'd look less like Adric, which I think is really rude. <laughs> it's risk there but thanks guys <laughs> bastards I'd have been like right stick your fucking job <laughs> you got this lumpy boy in a massive yellow <laughs> pyjama suit and you got smelt Tegan in a purple hostess costume and it's like oh but from behind we might mix them up what oh god yeah we think you're really good you just look a lot like a nerdy twat <laughs> sorry Anyway, on that bombshell, you're on three points, so you're not doing so badly. This is amazing. I love that you keep track of the score. That's one of your additional skills that I don't think we laud enough. I I rarely do, actually, but then we have today. So, question seven. During the recording of Kinder, David Bowie visited the set and praised Janet for her performance when she was possessed by the Mara. (laughs) It seems so unlikely. David Bowie praised her. Well, she she was a very good possessed lady. But David Bowie, did he like Doctor Who? I just feel like he would, but, you know, I feel like if we're going to go into that world of madness, yes, let's believe that that was David Bowie's thought. Yes. Yes, Janet. I got you, Janet. <laughs> <gasps> so cruel. I just liked how detailed that one was. And it sort of had a... It, it was had great. a grain of truth, didn't it? <laughs> and also because the Kinder robot looks a bit like David Bowie when he's in his Ziggy Stardust get-up with a little diamondy bit on it. I feel like there was just there was reasons. Good. Um, Janet's favourite Doctor Who costume was the leather skirt and T-shirt that she wore in Resurrection of the Daleks. <laughs> well, we all know it's my favourite. Um... Well, it was the best thing she wore. It was like a complete transformation for her. So let's hope she felt that. I mean, she must have been so fucking relieved to get rid of that uniform. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. It was Janet's favourite. Janet. Well done. So God. you're on four points. I do. she should have enjoyed the um, Brodery on Glaze get-up from Ark of Infinity. That was quite lovely, too. Oh, no, but that apparently it, it chafed terribly. No, I can imagine. No, but I also really like her Five Doctors outfit with all the little bits on it and, you know. The... Was she wearing the Five Doctors? Well, it's one of those sort of shift dresses which has got lots of different colours on it. Oh, similar to the top. Yes. With the leather skirt, but the whole outfit. Yes, no, I love that. Yes. That's beautiful. And she had a fur coat on it, a like sort of orangey fur coat as well. That yes. was good. We like that. Yes. She has very short yeah, hair in the Five yes, Doctors as well, doesn't she? Incredibly short. Suits her. Yes, we like yes. that. Right. Number nine. During Sylvester McCoy's audition for the Doctor, she was drafted in to play opposite him as a companion. Hmm. All so plausible. 
I mean, she wasn't doing any work apart from adventure <laughs> games. Rude. <laughs> she was probably quite grateful for anything. Yes, she she picked up those breadcrumbs. Yes. Yes, she did. Correct. Yes! That's five points. So, finally, when Janet later worked at, oh, when Janet later worked as a theatrical agent, Chris Eccleston was her client when he became the doctor. Hmm. See, I can imagine that she was the agent because you say that like it was such a reality. And maybe Christopher Eccleston was at some point, but it just seems so unlikely that it was at that point. I feel like there's so many little areas you'd be like, (laughs) yes, it was, Christopher. Yes, it was that, but then no, it wasn't that. And I feel like you are so naughty with these situations. I'm going to go Janot. Good instincts. Good instincts. It's it's um, definitely Janot. It's she was um, Paul McGann's agent when he was became the Doctor in the nineties. Oh, hug. So that was exactly yeah, right. It was one element yes. of it that you were going to be naughty yes, on. Naughty pants. So you you yeah. got six out of ten, which I thought seeing as that was fiendishly difficult was pretty good. Yes, you playing your games and the like. Yay! Six out of ten. Winning, 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 winning. But hark! Yes. Hark! Wh- what can we hear? Shit. I know. I wish we could. You know when you have an element of something which you don't really like anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you just can't escape it. It's just, it's just your reality. We love you, Kaliak. Hello. Hi, Kaliak. Hello. How's your been? How's your what? How's your bin? What? How, how have you no, been? I, I thought she had a special Kaliak bin. No. <laughs> that would be odd. She uses normal bins. It's a kind of bird she is. Right, I'm unfurling. Oh, it's quite a long scroll this week. Oh, we have some results. She seems to now be the bearer of the Hall of Fame <gasps> vote every time. Oh, that's a really good use of her skills. It is. Good. <laughs> it's a relief, isn't it? Although... Having said this, I don't know when this episode goes out, but this ep- this information will be kind of like four months old by the time it goes out. Yeah, no, that's just, it's to be expected. It, it goes along with our, our gen- well, also, it's what we do. Let's not just blame the caveat. No, let's blame We are them. always very out of date. Okay. So um, okay. we have Good. the results of both the Castrovalva Hall of Fame and the Daleks Hall of Fame, which I'm very pleased. Oh, my God. I know. Thank you, Kaliak. Good work. So much information all in one. Please so, tell us how silly are the people. No, well, this is the, a startling thing. They were correct on both occasions. <gasps> and weirdly, oh, weirdly, with the same. Your interpretation of correct. No, I'm correct. With the, weir- <laughs> with the weirdly, the same percentage score. Both winners got 40. 40- you mean the same three people took part? <laughs> no, no, they got more than I expected. Um, Goodness. So 45% of the vote was taken both by Chardavan for Castrovalva and... Yes, out of what were the options, sorry? Chardavan, Murgrave and Ruther, I think. Um, we Why were te- so much to We were tempted from. to write black ballerina, pink ballerina, orange ballerina, but I didn't write that. <laughs> Chardavan, yes, okay. Yeah. I think the other guys did very well to get any votes at <laughs> all, but okay. <laughs> And Ganatus won the Dalek. Oh, Ganatus. 
Have we worked out how to say Lausch or Lausch no, we or haven't. whatever yet? We haven't. Really, that's all I can think of when it comes to him. But I know, I know, it's the <laughs> word I'm going to use now for him. So, but um, Allerton yeah. was second with 31%, so he was quite close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he kind of didn't deserve it. No, and then it was um, Temesis. Temesis. Um, <laughs> which you now know how to say, which is a <laughs> No, because again, talking about, we talked about Ian far too much, but he did mention that I, I was saying it to rhyme with samosas for some reason. <laughs> 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 yes. Samosas. Correct. Yes. That's how I always think of him. Uh, but there's more information at the bottom of the scroll. Oh my God, Calliot, you've outdone yourself. She, it says underneath that, but th- these correct votes won't last because people are stupid. And then it says, underneath that, it says, look at Trump, look at Brexit. Gosh, a little bit of politics from the Kaliak there. Wow. Shit. And by the time this goes out, Boris Johnson will already have done ludicrous amounts of damage. Yes. We'll be totally effed up by then. So that's all good. Hooray. Good luck with all that. (laughs) Yes, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) With an X. (sighs) Right. So... Yeah. I am yeah. hurt with excitement. <laughs> Good. <laughs> as we we sort of pan across a planet or two as we start to talk about the glorious seeds of death. <laughs> What are you doing here? Oh, never mind that. I thought you were on their side. Is that what they all think? Oh, well, you have been helping them, haven't you? I had no alternative. They'd have killed me. Well, but where are the other ice warriors? I think they've gone to their ship, but they'll be coming back. We must get out of oh, here. Oh, but how? Look, I can get you back to Earth. T-Mat is working again. Oh, well, I'll get back to the others and tell them the good news. <gasps> <sighs> Cannot wait. I know. So amazing. I know. Right. Where the, where the hell do we start? There's just so much. Well, shall I give a bit of background information about the story? Mm. Shall I do that? Mm. So originally, um, so the Ice Warriors story from 1967 in Patrick Trenton's second season, it was successful enough to warrant a sequel being um, commissioned immediately from the writer and creator Brian Hales. We know Brian Hales, don't we? We know his other stories. You could name some, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the other Brian Hales stories. Yes. All all of them. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Good. I'm glad glad you just named... Listing stories. No one's tuning in for that. Let's just (laughs) just brush past. Okay, let's brush past that. Good. Um, He wrote a really dire script called The The Lords of the Red Planet. I I read a summary of it this, this very morning. And it was all about court oh. court intrigue on Mars and people with stupid names like Veltrina and, <laughs> and Arkham. Oh. And it was just all Love Ice Warriors it. hissing at each other for, for six oh, long episodes. Can God. you imagine anything worse? Oh. Is that what happened in um, Curse of Paladin eventually? <laughs> <laughs> we like Curse of Paladin-ish. No, we do. We do. We do. We do. But anyway, um, it sounded dreadful. And the plot twist in that one was that the... The lady who was the Empress of Mars. No, Empress of Mars, early though. Look at that. She, in that yes. story, 
didn't have any hair and she was to be heralded and lauded because she had no hair and she was showing off her hair without a helmet or a head, bald head without a helmet and this is an important thing. And when the Dr. Jamie and, at this point, let me say, Dr. Jamie and Dolly arrived. Let me explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly. Love a bit of Dolly, yeah. That, yeah. Um, because they had hair, they were regarded as gods or as important people, so they were sort of revered. So this was the storyline wow. to the Lords of the Red Planet, which was a pile of old... I can't believe this didn't get made. A pile of old doo-doo. <laughs> so why was Zoe called Dolly? Explain, please. Factoid queen. Oh. So... What, from what you could glean of the script, was it the same kind of character as it was basically It was basically that they just didn't know what Victoria's replacement would be called, so they used the stand-in name right. of Dolly. There you go. Uh, standard name, yeah. <laughs> or, or, Jane Doe doesn't work here. Let's go with Dolly. I know. Yes. I know. But we have another stand-in name. Can you think of a good stand-in name for Jamie? Babilla. Babilla. <laughs> Oh, I, I, Dr. Babilla oh and, and Dolly. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> I feel like I can, I, can, oh. I can hear the story just coming to life as we speak. To hers. No, it was Nick. So, but Nick. it was spelt with a K. Nick and Dolly. Nick and, oh. No, there was no Nick and Dolly, but it was nearly Nick and Zoe. This is, I'm oh. sorry, it's getting quite confusing. Because Jamie had announced he was going to leave, or at least Fraser Hines had announced he was going to leave. Um... But they persuaded him to stay on till the end of the war games, as you know. But Thank he was you, Jamie. Thank yes, you. But he was originally going to leave, and Nick was going to be introduced in the Seeds of Death. Mm. Which was the revised version of Lords of the Red Planet. I revised as in, get let's kill that Lords of the Red Planet. Completely. Right, start again. We know that we, we're going to pay you, Brian Hill, for that pile of shit, but we want you to come up with yeah. a new story. And yes. hence, T-Mat was born. And yes. his original storyline for it does is pretty much what we got, but it's it gets a bit fungi related and a bit nitrogen interested and a bit bit involved. And yeah. the worst thing a bit, this bit terraforming. Let's yes. give it that. I like a bit of terraforming. But this original this original content. story um had Kelly was a man. Mr. Kelly who was running mm. a, I know God, that's what saved it. I completely hell. So Terence Dix rewrote Ugh. rewrote big chunks of it, including um, Kelly's role, I think. And, of course, the casting of a woman was important, and that was um, Michael Ferguson. Fucking well. Director Michael Ferguson, who directed... Ooh, you can tell me the other stories he directed, can't you? Just like you tell oh. me all the Hale stories. <laughs> oh, Mikey. Mikey Mike Mike Ferguson. Yes. Um, War Machines. Yeah. Ambassadors, among others, Claws yeah. of Axos, yeah. and he was yeah, also yeah. the very f the very first Dalek who menaced Jacqueline Hill in the Daleks. He was playing the oh, the is that the person, bit that I forgot the in the Daleks? Daleks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> Good. So, I feel like I've yes. bored myself silly with this information about Caesar oh, no, before we started. Good. Can I give you my overarching view of Before the... you do Before Not... Oh fuck's sake <laughs> Yes Be Yes no before, do interrupt be please I Before you do that I just I just want to hear what you felt about it originally when we first watched it because it was the first Patrick Troughton story you'd ever watched, surely. Surely. Yes. Surely. <laughs> um 
Okay, so early thoughts were, um, I was excited to see something black and white. Um, I remember kind of almost quickly dismissing it um, because, I mean, I was young. Um, it, it wasn't colour and the plot wasn't as engaging as possibly a young gal needs. Um, I remember being quite bored quite quickly um, and not being too enamoured with um, Jamie and Zoe. I, I, um, I felt like they they weren't the greatest of companions. Um, and also Patrick Troughton's foolery is now quite fun, but back then that wasn't, to me, what the Doctor should do. My, um, I'd already formed my view of what the Doctor is, and him skipping around the place just felt wrong. So um, I wasn't, I wasn't very much in love with it. I loved the coziness that we used to create the whole sitting and being cozy and watching it on the sofa with the kettle and the duvets and the wonder. Um, but the actual story itself, um, I have a good feeling I never knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah. So no, it, it didn't quite tick the boxes then. Probably more so now. Gosh. So, I think it was the second Patrick Trenton story I ever saw. Um, oh, excluding the three doctors, because that's not really within his run. No, but um, I watched the Crotons as part of the Five Faces of Doctor Who. And, oh, yes, chronologically, I watched them in sequence, because the next story after the Crotons is The Seeds of Death, so that's weird. But um, I remember thinking, oh, this is quite long. And I also remember looking across at you thinking, she's not going to last the distance here. <laughs> <laughs> she has a history of falling asleep quite soon. This is not going to be going well. I need to get one of those yeah. electric kettle prods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it used to really upset you when I fell asleep, didn't it? You were just like, well, that's no, just honestly, though, I think that was ridiculous of me because I think we were watching them after we'd watched Prisoner at 11 o'clock at night. So it was <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was like... To be fair. But it did upset. I'm not saying how reasonable you were. Oh, That's no, not I've never, never, never been <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> no, but it really, really did upset you, didn't it? You'd just be like, well, the whole night has just gone for shit now. She fell asleep. This, this isn't my memory, because my memory is of feeling really bad. Of we planned to watch Towns of Wang Chiang really late at night, and you're like, look, we're definitely going to do this. And I <laughs> literally watched half of episode one, and I was asleep, and I remember you being really upset and not talking to me. <laughs> So yes, that's, so, so that's my all, abiding oh, that's memory. Good, yeah. good. I was furious. Yes. Yeah, I think basically our body clocks should have just been much better in sync. We should have been more awake at the same times and more asleep at the same times. And probably, just, and probably just not gone to school. Yes. Yeah, I, I think to be honest, I did miss a lot of school due to late night Doctor Who watching. <laughs> that was a reasonable excuse back in the day. Yes. She's had a very long night. I don't think it's advisable for her to go into school today. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's rewind to what you think about Seeds of Death now. Right. So, um, the thing that just kept screaming out at me was just, oh, for the need for a risk assessment. <laughs> Tell it me more. What? <laughs> it just... So many critical things just hinging <laughs> on one person. Oh, like, I know, I the know. The whole of the world's food <laughs> supply relies on 
the hiring of a guy through nepotism, I think, who clearly doesn't give a shit. It's just like one twatting dude can just F up the whole thing. And then when he manages to twat it up, the only person who can fix it is Gia Kelly and she has to do everything. (laughs) Surely she should be holding some kind of a training course. She (laughs) should be sharing her knowledge. The Gia Kelly team at school, yes. Yeah, just like, oh no, there's only one person. No, 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 just the one person. Oh no, there's only one. It's just mental. It is mental. I believe, like, I'm skipping to the very end, but I won't talk about it for long. That government guy who pops in in a fury with his underpants and his briefcase. <laughs> like, he has a good reason to be angry. Yeah, really balls this shit up. I know. Like, it was a, an appalling bit of management. And they really, it didn't need to be the ice warriors. It could have been any issue could have caused this. But it was an accident waiting to happen. So I'm just, I'm angry with the whole scenario. It truly Corporate was. really needs to fix this. <laughs> Corporate needs to fix this. Oh, <laughs> so true, honestly. But my secret, my my um my my what's the words? I have to cut this bit because I'm talking shit. Um, <laughs> my belief is that Gia Kelly is power mad, and she will cling onto it at any cost. And she's no, that's true. She's not going to give anyone any. She's not going to relinquish any team knowledge to anyone. She's built that knowledge well, up, well and she's not her. releasing it. <laughs> Why is she not in charge then? If she is the key to it all, why does she have a commander? Why does she have underpants men to answer to? Because really, she should be like, nah, sorry, yeah, appreciate your interest here. However, I'm in charge. I know this shit. Challenge me for it if you want to. But he is called. She is the only one. But he is called Julian, and that's in his credit, to his credit. Um, Is it? I like to call him Julian Underpants. And I also like the fact that later on we had Professor Eldred and we learned his name as well. So he's Daniel Underpants. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Julian and Daniel Underpants. I'm making a note. It's useful. Good. So I just I think... called him Commander Underpants. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so I think we'll go back to the start of episode one. To that, Will we know? Okay. Yeah, so that plinky plunky music and that pre-credit sequence, or is it post-credit sequence? Nice. Post-credit sequence. It we is like nice. it. Tears, isn't it? it sets you up. You're like, ooh, something's happening here. And I like a balloony explosion scene, generally. Like, Always. I think, Always. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Good use of, is it just a balloon? I feel like they were used to good effect. I, I, but I've sat here thinking far too much. How do you blow up a balloon from within foam? I've thought about that far too yes! much. Yes! It's hard. <laughs> I didn't try it. I've got I this image it. of all these floor assistants passing out, trying to <laughs> trying to remove <laughs> under the foam whilst blowing up balloons in the foam. We uh, know how kind of <laughs> really like low budget it is, so it won't be anything much more impressive than that. And then I was thinking, so no, you popular. have got you have got bike pumps, haven't you? So it's probably a bike pump scenario. I bike read. pump. Good. Yes. Good. I think yeah, I would like to know it. more about the bike pumps. If anyone's got a picture of a, of a crew member manning a bike pump during during, <laughs> during filming of Seeds of Death, I'd like to see it. Yeah, me too. Good. We're all interested. <laughs> Good. So um, I think it's really hard to avoid talking about it. So is it okay if we go for Dressed for Success as early as now, early doors? Oh, my 
God, yes, no, I mean, the underpants are out, so yes. No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Dressed for success. I'm gonna get So, hit it, Al. Well, obviously you can't escape the big <laughs> underpants, Al. You can't escape the underpants. But I, I really did consider this for a while, and I, I came to a conclusion that made me smile. And I thought, perhaps in the future, we are in a space where we're incredibly proud of our genitalia and our general <laughs> genital area. And we're like, well, actually... Let's not be ashamed. In the past, being ashamed of our natural body parts has been a form of oppression. It's been something that's bogged us down. But to own this, to own that we have sexually reproducing organs in that area should be heralded. We're proud of them. So let's mark it out with some black tape and just <laughs> draw everyone's attention to it. And I'm proud. I'm proud that that is a stance that the future has come to, and I'm just waiting for it to happen now. Yeah, good. I'm pleased about that. I mean, this is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a throwback, because of course you have cod pieces, don't you, um, in Henry yes. VIII's time, which is very much that thing. But, um, yes. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling as, it, I have to say. I'm not you know, <laughs> it's a very wide, panted bottom area. <laughs> That's the issue. It's, it's, it's not flattering. But this is There's the thing, no one that... I, I find myself questioning this, because I'm possibly even questioning my sexuality, because I ended up watching... <laughs> you were like questioning, do I find this attractive? No, yes, I wasn't good. finally thinking that at all, but I was thinking, some people, <laughs> some people suited the underpanted bottom more than others, and I think I've spent far too long now looking at Terry Scully's bottom, because Which his... Which one's Terry Scully? Give his fusion. His bottom was much less, must saggy underpanted, which was, which was a boon. Yes, Fusion was was better suited to the draw your attention to the bottom yeah. but, scenario. Had, but had, yes, had I known had I known that had I known that Gia Kelly had underpanted lines as well. I that know, was a, that was a revelation. Clear. Thank goodness for all viewers that it was confusing and pixelated enough that they couldn't see that. Because yes, no, I think her outfit was quite special, and we all just felt she was the lucky one who missed out on that terrible trend. So yes. Um, it is, yeah, it's true. There was black tape marking out her areas too. <laughs> her areas. Her areas. I love this is the bit in which you get prim. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, okay, dress I, for success still. Yes, keep going. Zoe. Zoe's outfit when she first arrives is stunning. Oh, what's her first love arrival her costume? Little... What one is it? Is that, is that the Crotons one? Oh, that's the Crotons one, yes. Black PVC yeah. skirt and top with little kind of scalloped bits. Oh, stunning. And she just rocks it because she's just a tiny little bod. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so, yes, no, beautiful. And then her trademark gorgeous little spacey trouser suit thing. Now, let me it. tell you something about that. What colour do you think it was? Because I know the colour. Oh, my goodness. It looks white. What is it? Primrose yellow. <gasps> I know. And it's made out of leather. Oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Wish I could have seen it in the flesh. But the cheap oh. BBC, so cheap, 
that she was only allowed it for that cereal if she contributed to the cost of it. <laughs> no! True fact! She had to pay! She had to pay! So does she get to keep it? Yes, that was the deal. Fuck yes. Well, yeah. I'm sure she got a lot of wear out of it. I mean, I would consider that deal if I was her. In that <laughs> yes. Wow, though. Yeah. But that's so yeah. cheap, isn't it? That's terrible. Yeah. But really, I... I think I'd be struggling to come up with any more dress for success because it's just, it's underpant outline and though. There's, yeah. there's nothing else. Yeah, but let's talk about Gia Kelly's costume. I'm intrigued by this because it's almost like they thought, oh, we could make her a bit like an ice warrior. Don't you think? No. <laughs> no. I think it's almost, I don't think that. almost reptilian scales costume. To me, it looks And because like... she's got quite a hip. You know, she's quite hippy. Do you mean she's normal shaped? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Oh, well okay. Normal shaped woman. Good. Yes. yes. But the thing is, the lines accentuate the hip as well. The underpant lines. It's not flattering. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a flattering And line. if you think about the Ice um, Warriors, I'm wondering if the whole underpant line comes from the Ice Warriors themselves. And the fact that they've got those big bulky bits either side of their legs. And I think this is all back from the Ice Warriors, and that's where we start. No, wrong and wrong. <laughs> but I will tell you, what will you that tell every me? time I look at an Ice Warrior's bottom, it reminds me of Mum's. Mum cannot <laughs> listen to this episode. <laughs> Why? <laughs> every time. Oh, because it's just wide and bulky. <laughs> Gosh. Please don't let mum listen to this one. Tell her it's a bad episode. Um, but no, honestly, even I don't then, think she I listens. remember looking at it. She's no, like, I don't think she's she like, does. She's like, I'd like to listen to them, love, but it's really boring. I'm a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she would never say that, but she would make up yeah. some lie. She'd lie openly. Yeah, no, um, yeah but no, let her. It's fine. I, I'd be bored if I didn't like this. Before we move on from, from Just for Success, I need your, your position on Gia Kelly's cone. <laughs> oh! Honestly, there's nothing in this world that I love more than Gia Kelly's cone. Good. It is stunning. <laughs> Good. It it just yeah, it's beautiful. I and I do think I tried to recreate it a number of times, but she's just one of those people who's quite perfect. And now I know she's from New Zealand. She just has that general way about her where the hair just works. So yes, there's no amount of recreating that would make my hair look as wonderful and perfect and as ponytail appropriate as that. So yes, that cone is stunning. I think that's a perfect way of signing off on Dress for Success. I'm gonna get for success. Okay, so back to the story. Can I just say how awfully creepy I found that Osgood chap to be? The one at the start, who blew a kiss to Gia through the T-Mac cubicle and was being really creepy. I don't like him. No. I don't like him at all. And also, he kind of asked to die. Yes. Because he was like... Oh, yeah, it looks like it's kind of broken. It's like, well, just be better at lying. Just be like, oh, yeah, shit, sorry, accident. Yeah. Like, don't make it obvious you've just tried to shag them because no, you'll die. chances are you're going to get killed. And it's just like, well, actually, you deserve that. Thank you. Well done. No. What do I know him from? Harry Taub. He's in various things, none of which I can name. Yeah. <laughs> But interesting that he's called Osgood because, of course, Osgood in the new series. Oh, of course. Yes. And there's another Osgood yes, in The Demons. So, third oh, Osgood. She's is the that... third Osgood in Doctor Who. 
They would have considered that, wouldn't they? I'd like to think so. I so. so, on that note about Osgood being a stupid idiot, I just think yes. that I'm aboard the fusion train, honestly, for most of it. He is how yeah. I, I think that's how I would have behaved. What? No one wants to die, do no. they? And in no, fact, I, he has I, that I, line. He says, I want to live. He shouts it at one point in episode one. I want to live. And I'm with him. Ooh. I'm with him. Yeah, I get it. Reader, like, I'm with him. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of more on the Phipps train. Okay. But yeah, no, I feel like... <laughs> on the Phipps yeah. train. <laughs> I, I get the situation he was in, but he really didn't try very hard and he was a bit of a weasel. He was. To be fair, there were points at which he was like, no, that's naughty. Naughty, be better, be braver. <laughs> naughty boy. Yes. But I also yeah. do think at the times I kind of understood his, his cowardly yeah. motivations quite strongly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Can you tell me? Tell me. Tell me. Is the music exactly the same background music as David Ives? Ooh, no, I don't think so. It's Dudley Simpson, so it's the same composer. Don't just say no without I thinking about it. Just say it's unlikely, therefore no. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. Oh, it is. I'm sure it is. I kept oh, expecting an ogron to pop out. Oh. So, yeah, I'd like to check that out, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll take that out for you. Good. But uh, I would like to talk a bit more about Gia. Gia. Tell me Gia. more. Tell me about Gia. Well, I love her. I remember, again, at the time, thinking she's a bit bitchy. She looks a bit angry. Why is she like that? She should yeah. smile a bit more. Mm -hmm. Now I look at her and I think, you're fucking brilliant. <laughs> she is, she's got such a distaste for everyone. Yeah. She's just like, you idiots. She's <laughs> furious with everyone because she has the brains and you're all fucking foolish and if only you just would get there as quickly as I have. And I, I'm just loving everything about her. She's just, the absolute epitome of a brilliant role model. So glad she existed. And she has to deal with loads of sexist crap. Um, yes. You know, you've got Osgood blowing kisses. But also, when Julian Underpants comes in, and he says, ah, oh, mm. efficiency and charm goes hand in hand, or whatever, mm. and it's like, yeah. no, it's like, no, just talk about her efficiency, don't talk about her charm. Yeah. But she kind of yeah. has to sort of like smile along with that just to keep in. But really, yeah, she's thinking... Yeah, because that's expected. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really shouty at her at one point, And he I'm is. like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> don't you shouty McShout at Miss Kelly. You fucking need her. <laughs> he's really, really rather rude. And if he's one of those managers that doesn't have the skill, but just shouts at people who do. It's, it's unnecessary. And he really needs to understand that he's nothing without her. <laughs> nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Exactly that. Commander. Yes, Miss Gillian. I think I should go as crew on the rocket. Don't be ridiculous. You're too valuable here. But how can TMAC be repaired if I'm not there? Well, what about the other technicians already there? Osgood's dead. Yes, well, what about Fusion and Oh, he's incapable of repairing it. I think I should go. No! You're the only one who really understands TMAT. Can't have you risking your life. And yet you're perfectly prepared to allow them to risk theirs. Now, don't worry, Miss Kelly. We're going to be perfectly all right. But how can you be sure? You don't even know what the trouble is up there. The TARDIS takes quite a long time to arrive. Did you notice that? It's 
quite a long time before they arrived through episode one, but halfway through. Yes, I like the setup. I yeah. like the not having the, they're, they're not integral. At, the, at that moment, you want to know, okay, what's going on? What's the problem we need to solve? <coughs> and I like that. So they end up, they discover they're in a space museum. And the hilarious oh. thing, the hilarious <laughs> thing was that John watched it with us. And he said, oh no, not another space museum. <laughs> <laughs> we, watched, we watched the space museum with him. The space museum, probably about a year ago, but he's still obviously and dealing he's with it. Scarred. <laughs> but he was very oh, pleased no. to have worked out that it was a space museum from the scanner business. Wow! But what I didn't like was on the scanner. It starts <coughs> with them showing like. Yuri Gagarin the and the rocket. Guy, and then yeah. it suddenly yeah. becomes a slideshow. Someone suddenly got a slideshow projector on the, on the scanner and it's just suddenly going, <laughs> oh, yes, and here's this and here's that. And that really was weird. <laughs> I was fine with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yes. Shall I tell you what shouldn't be in the Space Museum? In Professor Daniel yes. Underpants Aldred Space Museum? Um, <laughs> the astral map from the web planet. Sitting there, happy as you like. So that's a sort of like standing podium thing with star constellation sort of <gasps> panels on it. Oh. It's from the TARDIS. Yes. The Doctor uses it in the web planet with Vicky and everyone. Rude. I know. Just that's sat not there. right. So I no. think he's he's half inched it. Rude. Yes, shouldn't have had that. No. Yeah. No. But we all know that space museum props are few and far between these days. So. <laughs> Indeed. He had a job on his hands. So but tell I me, Daniel. Tell when me. he yes, good old Dan, Danners. Um, when they were showing interest, and he was all so grateful. I did really enjoy that. Like the, you know, nobody cares about my kind of thing these days. Kind of a feeling. It was just, it was like back in the day when you go to the pub and you talk to old men about the war and it was just beautiful like the oh you want to know about me and my life and the things that I know about yeah. and it was just utterly adorable I enjoyed him very much I don't share his need to make travel very long-winded and unnecessary but um it's it's lovely that he has that and I did find him a little bit heartnelly he he fluffed his lines quite a lot and did seem quite confused by what was going on, which was just all the more endearing. I was getting very definite Binro vibes. You know Binro the heretic from Reboss Operation? Mm. Was, it was like, you know, it's like, oh, I was right. I was right about there being stars and planets and all that stuff. Yes, he's all validated. Yes, it's yes. very quite like that moment. Mm, but um, Binro the heretic is just utterly adorable. Yes. Just, we should now. do reboss at some point, shouldn't we? Oh, oh my gosh. Should. We've not done have we done any Romana? Yeah, we did Sons of Blood. Okay, we've done Romana. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered. Um yeah. Can I just ask though, I know this is back to dress for success. Why does everyone have to wear the underpants costume, regardless of where they work? Is this like everyone has yeah, to wear I it? I love that it's not a status thing. It's just this is the fashion that we do now. This is what we wear. And yeah, it's just choice, unnecessary. Underpants showing is just, it's what its what happens. So just don't question it. But it makes me think there's I, a totali totalitarian state with a big brother in control, control and all that sort of stuff. Uh, well, being as it's like everything is run from the moon, there's got to be some ultimate power that's ruling everything. Like that wouldn't happen isn't, if individual countries were just moon, doing their own thing. Isn't the moon more relay-ish? 
It is a relay. However, <laughs> there has to be one person that's deciding all of this. It's not just cooperation. Cooperation does not sound likely. Uh, I, in my world of understanding of Caesar's death, it's all run out of the UK. The UK knows what's going on. Everyone else just has to fucking follow Caesar. <laughs> Gia I, Kelly's the only one. Can I ask about the choice of cities, though? It makes me so laugh, the cities that they're included. <laughs> it's hilarious. Because, for God's sake, you've got Ottawa there. And you've got... I know. And you've got Canberra. Have you ever been... <laughs> Let's not go for the big cities. Let's go for the ones that Our the capitals. government is situated yes. in. <laughs> it's like, no. And they even say at one point, we've decided to go for population centres. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You'd be hitting Toronto and Vancouver and you'd be hitting Melbourne and Sydney. You would not be hitting Canberra yes. and Ottawa. Bless. It's very sweet, it's, though. It's lovely. I it's, love it, that. It, it's, yes. I feel that's very 60s. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, just like, oh, yeah, that, that's definitely going to be the big one. Because London is our big city and it's our capital, therefore that's the same everywhere. Good, thanks. <laughs> yes. I think it's about time, though, that we actually started digging into the massive problem with TMAT. Can we just talk about that? Oh. Um, well, getting a lot of food into a tiny box. <laughs> yes, getting a lot of food into a tiny cubicle. I can only assume there are large TMAT cubicles somewhere, like warehouse-sized ones. I have ones. to hope so. And I just wish there was a scene where, like, someone was aggressively throwing fruit into a cubicle and <laughs> ramming the door in. It would just be so much more appealing. Send it. Like, all the, mel- all the melons it. are in. Send it. Send it. <laughs> but also, yes, no, that- I'm just worried about the infrastructure in the society. I'm sorry. I'm very worried about it. I'm worried about the decline of the transport industry or the death of the transport industry. Do the melons... Oh, yes! Do the melons ever get sorry. sent around by truck? anywhere or or does anyone leave their house is everyone fat and obese because they can just team at everywhere or can people not team at i'm i've got lots of questions can. i've got lots of questions okay, okay there's a bit at the end which is not i think we're allowed to jump there because it's not about the plot um, the where they talk about a car yes there's like, oh i've found an old petrol yes. car so, so what so what are you doing all the rest of the time exactly Why are you traveling so I what think I think there's a real problem. I think that means exactly that that's just solved it. Well done. That means there is a massive problem here, and everyone should be fat because no one's leaving their house. There's no society anymore mm. because they're not meeting each other, and there's no way of distributing the food. Are people just perhaps walking down the road to get their food from the TMAT distribution centres? What's happening? Maybe they have to go to the shops. But you still not, go, but you wouldn't get them from a distribution centre because you still have to buy them. So you'd have to go to a supermarket. Well, Are they like the wholesalers? You'd go... Yeah, they're just the logistics, aren't they? Yes. They're not the actual... Yes. Yes. So you'd have to go to, um, I don't know, to whatever department store is still working then, some sort of Tesco, Walmart crossover. And... Yeah. <laughs> but you'd still want to go there by car, wouldn't you? But apparently not, not, because there's no cars. No. So do you team up to your local Tesco? I... I don't think so. Because TMAT stopped working, I think. I think if it stops working at the moon, it stops working everywhere. Right. I think. No, but what were people doing, regardless of whether when it's not working? Were people just TMATing to Tesco's? Perhaps. Perhaps. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you got that. Um, yes, uh, I don't know. I feel unsure about this 
whole thing. Like, yeah, it, it just it doesn't feel well considered in any way. Like, also, why do they need to keep shipping food everywhere? Because they can control the fucking weather. Everywhere should be as verdant as possible anyway. Because we could be like, oh, like, we'll have a bit of sun today, a bit of rain ten minutes later. We can control that shit everywhere. So... Why can't we all grow everything that we need where we are? And wherever we, we are. And wherever we are. Yes. Exactly. Gosh. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I feel like you can't make these broad brush sort of decisions plot-wise and then mm. not take into account what the implications are. And this is where yeah. I struggle. Big time. It's definitely been a, a very quick, uh, this is the thing, and we're just doing that. So why? Oh, no reason. Just stop questioning me. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really, it's, yeah, it, it, it is. And that is what makes for a story that you don't fall in love with. Like when all of those little, like for the Daleks, there was such a joy in that tiny details had been thought through. Yeah. The, the little pieces were addressed so the fact that we have to take on board this whole new view of the world that has been so ill-considered is frustrating because there are no answers to our questions yeah. unfortunately and that's <laughs> just really fucking annoying i don't even think big finish could plug this gap <laughs> um but i do think if they just thought about maybe all right we've just reserved tmat for shipping certain items or just for certain things but we've got to keep the transport industry going and we've got to make sure people don't get fat. I'm worried about this too much, aren't I? I should just let it go. I just need to let uh, it yeah, go. Yeah, it's not... But the, definitely the government needs a slap on the wrist for letting TMAT take over such a pivotal role without doing any of those well-needed risk assessments. Because it it's also, really... Yeah. It was dangerous. Because it's also made them really apathetic as well because if not just saying we won't go to the rocket on a moon because we've now got TMAT, they're actually saying, "Oh yeah, we're not we're not interested in space travel anymore. We don't want to go beyond the moon. We don't care what's out there now." Actually, yes, yes, and no. Oh, because tell me. Yes, the whole idea of rockets was laughable in episode two, and what on earth would we want to do that for? Fuck, so long winded, and actually, when you see Gia Kelly go there in two seconds, then you're thinking, "Yes, you're right. This is a complete waste of time." Yes, and our time, and our time as viewers, having watched them take two episodes to get to the moon. Ugh. Anyway, yes. However, yeah. we find out in episode five. Yeah. Oh yes, we use rockets all the time. Do we? Oh, you mean rockets? <laughs> yes, they're just not manned ones. Oh. They use rockets constantly. Oh, do they? It's just a standard thing. Yes, they send shit all the time. They're just not manned. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so all of that shit they were talking about earlier was just a complete lie because when they try and send the bloody ice warriors off course, oh yes, rockets. Yes, we have them. <laughs> we send them everywhere. Mental. Oh, of course. That's hilarious. Oh, that's really problematic now. This may be the most Isn't problematic it? story that we've ever covered now, come to think of it. Quite furious. I still like it. Yeah. I don't feel like I've expressed that. It's quite nice. Yes, we quite like it. Um, so can we, <laughs> can we move on to this issue of Rocket ZA685 going to the moon and the Dr. Jamie and Zoe suddenly being the choice to be piloting it and all of that? And Yes, and... but before we get oh, there... Oh, gosh. Tell me more. Isn't it great that 
the first choice was, yeah, well, definitely the Doctor and Zoe are going. Yes! But, you know, Jamie, bit of a twat. Yes, exactly! I wrote that, that down. Yes. I, I wrote down, like that Jamie's place is up for debate, but not Zoe's. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Yes. yes. Because Zoe's, yes, carry all, on. Zoe's always handy to have around. She is, she is fucking the, wonderful. She is the TARDIS's Gia Kelly, really. So She is. But I tell you as well, because she was available to me, and I think this is all I can understand from it, because Caesar Death was on video, probably one of the earliest options for me of that era, yeah. um, I didn't value her oh. in the way that I should. I remember thinking, oh, yes, I've, kind of, I've seen the Zoe one, but really Victoria's my gal. If only I could see Victoria, everything would be great. She can scream and kill seaweed. Um, so really, she's the one that I'm interested in. And I don't know where that... I, I, I can only assume it was the fact that she was unobtainable at that point. Is that but for me really, as well, though? Because I feel exactly the same, and I've always felt like that. I think it may have come from you, and I'm not sure. But I never appreciated quite how wonderful Zoe was like she's she's gorgeous she's clever she is everything that I'd want from a companion yes she does get sent into a screamy bit every now and again but they don't lose sight of the fact that she's the clever one and Jamie's the twat <laughs> and I really enjoy that she manages to keep hold of that in a way that lots of the female companions really haven't been able to yeah so I yeah I I think like there's a scene where her and Gia Kelly are Kind of working happily and quietly together where they're just busying themselves about very intelligent stuff and it's just like nothing happened in that scene but i loved it like it's just two women just going about their business doing a load of clever shit yeah. that you just generally didn't get to see and yeah I no i i felt like i'd maligned her for not realizing how wonderful she actually was zoe would you hold this for a moment what is it? Well, this circuit was overloaded. It blew out when we destroyed that creature. I'm trying to repair it. Well, this one looks all right. Let's hope it works. Well, let's hope we don't need it. There's no sign of them. It isn't getting any warmer, is it? Well, I can't have time to reach the heating controls yet. And the heating controls are in the main control room, aren't they? Yes. And so are the ice warriors. Okay, so I find it really interesting that all this this rocket storyline, obviously it's no accident that this was made in the end of 1968, it was shown at the start of 1969, which of course is Rocket to the Moon Year 1969, isn't it? It is um, the moon <gasps> landing. So this happens before a rocket to the moon? Just a few months before, yeah. Oh my God! I know! I no idea! That's so cool! Isn't it? But what I love yes. about it is Doctor Who's being so cheeky because it's kind of saying... They do yeah. it first. <laughs> well, not just that, but also just that, oh, yeah, but Rockets to the Moon is so old hat. T-Mat's where it's at yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> old news. It's really good, though. I really like it that. It is like, like that. And yes. maybe that's just, like oh, it's just the Americans. You know, let's, let's cock a snoop at them. Cock a snoop? I don't think that's the word. No, that is. Okay. That good. is it, isn't it? Well, that's what we're doing. We're cocking and cock snooping. cock a snoop or cock a snook? I don't know. Write in. Write in. BBC TV Centre Wood Lane. I can't remember the postcode offhand. Oh, it's Cocker Snook. Is it? Yes. I thought I was wrong when I said Snoop. Cocker Snoop Dog. Yes. 
<laughs> down with the kids. So um, <laughs> so down with the kids. Yeah. Right. Can I just say how much I loved the unnecessary glory of projecting backward numbers on Gia Kelly's face during the rocket oh, launch? Yes. She does say numbers well. She We've does. got to give her that as she well. Does. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. No, carry on. Love it. Problems with the rocket, though. So I'd yeah. hope that the NASA wasn't being that protective of the information, that they'd realised that they would need spacesuits and. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even click. Or <laughs> yeah, the issues around gravity, perhaps. Or they do say, oh, we've we've turned the gravity on or off or something. Yeah, it's it's always best to turn that on. <laughs> yeah. I always do. Yeah. No, it's a good call. But I do feel there was less, uh, on your subject of risk assessment, I feel there was, there was less, <laughs> less than a thorough <laughs> risk assessment slash briefing <laughs> going on. They kept saying, have you checked to Professor... We've checked it all, that check again, and Professor, oh, we've got to check one more time. And then as soon as they fucking go, everything's smoking. <laughs> who's checking and what are they checking? Because it's know. not the fucking control. I think they're just checking whether the little buttons, whether the li- I call them, I'd like to call it a snack button. <laughs> <laughs> I used the word snack the other day. I had a whole family around me going, what is a snack? <laughs> We used the word snack regularly as children, didn't we? We did. Oh, is it on the snack? Yes, yes. it's on the it's snack. It's on the we snack. Do. We're okay. No one's going to kill us. No burglars will come in because it's on the snack. I feel we need to explain what a snack is to people now. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real word when you say it a couple of times, does it? It definitely doesn't when you also put cocker snack in front of it. <laughs> oh, no, that's cocker snack. Does know what snack is? Snack is oh, your no, little. Snack's a thing. Snack's your little button that you have next to your lock to make the lock hold, isn't it? It's a sort of. Yes. Yes. It's on the. Ah, sn- oh, oh, it is specifically Scottish or Northern English. Oh, is it? Um, a latch on a door or window. She quietly lifted the snack and slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it sounds weird. It is. Um, yeah, it is a, a Northern. But thing. I also so like is it a Northern Scot- thing. Is it? Are we back to our Stotty? The Northern Stotty. <laughs> So I like to think there were snack buttons <laughs> just yeah. on the panels. Yeah. Good. Yeah, no, they would have been. They would. Yes. Um, um, good. Yes. I want to also just just get on the Phipps train. I know I said I was on the Fusion train, but Phipps, isn't he <gasps> good early on? Doesn't he, he do lots Phipps. of good things? Yes, he's he's strong. He holds his position. He's. And when he kills the Ice Warrior, when he kills the Ice Warrior, I wrote down in my notes, Phipps is a god. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the opposite of one of my little notes around this time of Hisham smells of poo. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you wrote? Was that your considered <laughs> opinion? I was very annoyed with him at the time. Okay. Yeah. Good. But um, there was also a very fat guy in underpants costumes running around getting killed, and I was quite, I was quite throughout. Glad, yes, let's be honest. I'm glad that he died. Um, talking yeah. of dying, is Mars a dying planet? I pass now to our planetary correspondent for the solar system, Alex Harper. <laughs> Alex Harper. Could you tell us, oh, please, yes. is Mars a dying oh. planet? Uh, well, it depends on Ooh. your definition. So, if you're an ice warrior. 
and yes. require the right level of yes. marziness. I am a nice then warrior. Yes, I require yes. more niceness. I require a different environment. Is Mars dying? Yes. Good. However, if no, I'm sorry, we have to go. Sorry, we we've got no time. To we've got no more time for this segment. We have to go to a break. <laughs> I have so much to share about Mars. So much. No, I don't. <laughs> I think you filled your role as planetary correspondent very well. But I do want a full well. <laughs> um, Yes. Um, and I think I might have got a spot of space madness. <laughs> just then? Just momentarily? Yes. It just happened. But then what the fuck is space madness? And how can you just drop that into a conversation? I don't remember hearing about space madness. This is news to me. So I may have skipped forward, but I I definitely tuned out for a couple of episodes. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't say that no, out I loud didn't. on the podcast. I didn't. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Um, but no, I think when um Mrs. Kelly um gets up to me, um, and she said, "So what's happened?" And he said, "Oh, well, they kind of died. And I think they got a spot of space madness." <laughs> It's a bit like that's what it was. Then. It's a bit like when your parents get home, isn't it? When you're young and you're like, then something bad's happened, and you have to explain it. That's what it was felt like. A bit like that scene. It's like, well, Anna and Andy yeah, fell out again, all... and they shouted at each other for a long time. They went mad. And then Andy ran away, and they broke a vase, and then <laughs> yes, yeah, mm. it was very like that. <laughs> so space madness. That's yeah. the sort of madness not no one wants to get. I no, Can, dangerous. I also wrote down a phrase yeah. here that I want you to respond to in any way you choose, mm. and my phrase is multi-level corridor set. <gasps> Good. Yeah. Yeah, love it on the moon. Like it. I like the fact that they're not just running. Love along it when it's backlit. Back, but also the back. fact that you go up and down it. It's a bit like one of those. Uppy downy. One back. of those. Um, what's it called at the fun fair? At the fun fair. <laughs> those ramshackle houses things which you have to walk through and they're really dangerous if you I want don't to know do. what you're talking about they're kind of like haunted houses but you walk through them and you go up and down and on the on... <laughs> I can't no words I'm so struggling because I just want to go fun house it's a whole lot of fun trying to see the catch up isn't involved um, you know when you have, you have to walk along carefully because the, the floor might be suddenly going clip clop, clip clop, and other bits where you have to sort of like squeeze past something and you have to walk through these weird houses. Have you never done one of these? You've not lived. No, I'm really struggling. Can you send me an image of it at some point? Because I'm desperate to understand. Oh, God. It's one way you walk through. You don't go through it in a car. And it's all, <laughs> it's all uneven surfaces. And it okay. really seems dangerous if you've got weak ankles to me. And I remember thinking, have <laughs> <laughs> you had an incident? Am I dying here? And who was going to care? No one was the answer. Anyway, no, this, no they're this... not well managed. I'm <laughs> sure they're not. Anyway, back to the story. Um, yeah. So, Gia goes straight to the moon, rendering the whole rocket trip utterly pointless. Oh, that's taken months. Really frustrating. It's like wonderfully quick though it's it does it works well with the whole Gia Kelly just looking at everyone like they're all scum <laughs> yes, like, like it's I just pressed a button and I'm here can you just hurry up yes. it's brilliant indeed 
I love the bit that I, I'm not quite sure of what's happening, but it's a really loud clicking noise. I have to find um, that now on the it, bloody episodes. You have to be more specific. I know, you have to. So it's got a picture of Eldred's face. Yeah. And I think it's when they're preparing for the rocket to yeah. um, go. But it's not like a timer, but it feels like it is a timer. And it's like a click, click, click. And it's so good. It's like someone clicking okay. their fingers because you know how much I love people clicking their fingers. Yes. It's adorable, I but I don't that. get why it's happening okay. in any way. Okay. <laughs> I tried to click my fingers and failed then. There we go. Oh, yeah. oh, it's like that. It's just like that. Find that. You saw it. Yes. Yes. Do it so, one more time and it's like a whole soundtrack. Uh -huh. I should lick my fingers now. <laughs> I love how much you're struggling. I know. <laughs> I can't click my fingers, which is why I'm so impressed when people can. So anyway, um, we're playing yes, that in now. Ignition reserve power. Fully charged. Internal atmosphere settings. All normal. Trajectory bearings, orbital lock. Preset registering normal function. Liftoff activation check complete. All readings alpha green. Well done. In record time and not a thing wrong. Unless I can't find it, in which case we didn't play it in, and Alex made it all yeah. up. Just click your fingers. You're going to have to get a whole family of people to click their fingers now. Yeah, I will. Do the clickers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thing as well. I know we're going back a bit. This is episode three. We're back in now. But when the oh, signal from the rocket, when the signal stops, the homing beeping, beeping, homing, it should be called a beeping. That's what it is. When it stops. It is. And all that all that Phipps has to do to solve it is to put in a spare bulb. It's just the bulb's broken. I love that. <laughs> I love that moment. Good. We you know it. what I did get to, and it may have been my headspace again. Sometimes I get quite grumpy, and I can't blame Second Doctor, Doctor Who. Can't you? Um, but maybe I can. I will if I want to. Um, I'm just a little bit over. Being able to kill monsters by having a thing in your hand with a bulb that you press a button on. Like, I just, I'm just a bit sick of it. And obviously, this is probably one of the first occasions of it happening. But to me, I've just seen it so many times since, and I just, I couldn't, chronologically, I just probably can't get myself in order. Right. But I'm just, I'm so not interested anymore. If someone's like, oh, yeah, you've got to do the thing and then just put the bulb in and then press the button, I'm like, fuck off. It just, <laughs> How is that killing a monster? Like I'm just I'm seeing the nestines and a fucking stupid button and a pressy thing. Like I'm I'm annoyed because it just it just doesn't feel like it would work. That's the thing. Like you just you need to put a bit more effort in. Yeah. And I think that just when that's the answer, when it's oh we'll just do something generally a bit electronic and press the button, it just doesn't feel like it would have had any impact. And I just feel quite annoyed by that as being the get out that oh well it wouldn't kill humans but clearly that would kill an ice warrior or a nestine or a whatever the fuck you're going to come across good. and i just i found myself quite annoyed by that but good well done all good work yeah. um talking about deaths or, or not killing or killing um start of episode four yeah when the seed pod arrives oh. on in london and Eldred yes. and Radnor are in the smoke for far too long, in the seed smoke for ages, and they're fine. They don't even have a fine, light cough fine. afterwards. Nothing's wrong with them. 
But Brent, no. Brent, dude, Brent's nowhere. dead. Dead. Yes. Yes. That's odd. And that's why we want a full autopsy. Autopsy. <laughs> no autopsy. We want a topsy. We do. <laughs> a topsy and Tim. A number of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I'd actually written down yes, here. Also... Sorry, in my notes I've written down here. Ottawa 4th, Canberra 8th. I'd actually researched how large they were in terms of population in the, in the different countries. <laughs> Good. Good. Sorry. It's helpful. Move on. But when that happened, yeah. like, even though, yes, you want to survive. Yeah. It wouldn't take you, like, you wouldn't just be instantly like, oh, turn the AC on, because that will have no impact on the rest of the world. Like, you would be conscious that what you are pumping out, yeah. if it's killing you, it's going to kill the things around you. Like, it just, it was such a quick reaction, and they were so slow to recognise that, oh, turning the AC yeah. on would have any bloody impact. Indeed. That was quite annoying. And then I wrote the notes... Gia would have been more careful. And she would. She would have been like, oh, actually, let's run out of this room and come up with a plan. She was busy being capable on the moon, helping Zoe repair that weapon. So, she yeah, was. She, was, she was busy, unfortunately. Yes. Um, and I've written here, her constant scowl is because she's surrounded by incompetent, selfish, <laughs> sorry, incompetent, selfish, middle-aged white men. Furious! <laughs> yes. You'd be just as angry, wouldn't you? I'm so so angry and again I've had to just after my fusion smells of poo comment I've got fusion's a bad hat Ooh. I'm really not happy with oh, it oh we're not on I'm the fusion really train quite no. upset no I think I get where you're coming from but I think I would have killed you if that was you okay good to know just, yeah. um, a moment I loved in episode 4 was Phipps trying to get through the hole in the air duct thing and he's, yeah. he's like he does even though he's obviously never going to fit through, he tries one shoulder I'll and then he moves. Give like, it he a visual shoulder. <laughs> it's like, no, don't be silly. <laughs> Maybe if you took your arm yeah. off at the socket, you might get through. <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. Bless him. But thanks for showing us so very visually. Yeah. Yes. Now, what I also found interesting was again the brilliance of women. Zoe in the. Mm. Um, in the ventilation area, whatever it's called, behind the scenes, with Phipps. And Phipps has a breakdown. And she has to deal with him having a breakdown. <gasps> yes, doesn't she do well? It all suddenly gets to it. like, have a rest. It's yes. okay. You're probably just in a bit of shock or whatever it is. Just calm down. You'll be fine. Yes. But well, she really has to manage she's him. She's strong. Yes. Yes. She's very good. Which way now? I'm not sure. But you must remember, you've already been this way once with Jamie. Yes, I know, but I, I can't remember this time. But sure. Look, I can't remember. All the tunnels look the same. Are you all right? Oh, yes, I'm fine. I've seen most of my friends killed. I've been hunted by monsters. If you go on shouting like that, you'll be caught by them, and so will I. I'm sorry. I don't know what's the matter with you. It's nervous exhaustion and a slight touch of claustrophobia. Just sit down and we'll have a rest. Here and can you remind me because I've forgotten it? There's a cool dramatic ice warrior entrance in episode four. Oh, is that in? Oh, I think that is on Earth. And when it arrives, you just not expect. Yes, I really like that. It's good, wasn't it? Like it was because generally they're so everything's quite slow moving that you kind of know what's happening before it happens. Yeah, okay, that's (laughs) happening. Just hurry up and get on with it. But that was like, oh fuck, where did that come (laughs) from? Yes, scary. Like, I liked that. I thought that was quite nice. So, well done there. Well done. 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but oh yeah, there was a love. <laughs> I loved the scene with the guy behind a tree, <laughs> and he's like, "I can see the ice warrior. It's right in front of me." <laughs> um, but he doesn't duck down or go quiet. He just says it right in front of him. So the ice warrior turns. And fucking kills him. It's just like, did you think he was deaf and blind, you twat? He's right here. I'm scared. Ah! <laughs> Enjoyed it very much. Um, I also liked the announcement, the TMAT announcement during episode four, which was basically saying, we're, we're effed again. <laughs> just like the day of Yeah, the I love that they were, yeah, it was the similar kind of, oh my God, blah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks announcement where he's like we're all fucked we're all gonna die <laughs> it was brilliant that they increased that kind of I know. fear fever pitch and rest. it really brilliant. reminded me of the game yes. um, have you ever played Plague Inc the game where you, you're trying to kill yeah. everyone in the world with a giant plague and rude yes yeah. it's it's, I was going to say, it's an online game, but it makes me sound like granddad here. It's an online game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of those online games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it ends, if you if you kill everyone off, um, and it ends with saying, people are living in holes in the ground, and everyone's dying, and that's how it ends, and that's what, oh. it reminded me of the team at announcement. winning. Yeah, it reminded me of the <laughs> <laughs> But let me tell you, the safest place to be in the plague world is New Zealand. New Zealand's almost impossible to destroy in the game plague. Well, well done, us. New Zealand and Greenland. That's good. They're the best, safest places, because of your quarantine Ooh. rules and all these other factors. I'm going to say Good. Jacinda's part of that as well. Now I am, yes. Yeah, she made that happen. Yeah, yeah it's part of her skill. I think it's time um, to talk I... about nautical heating controls. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> I, I'm there. That's the part. I don't care about baby ship's wheel thermostat plot. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just don't like the fact that it looks like a ship's wheel. It does look like a ship's um, wheel. It's wrong, isn't it? It's, yes. it's really out of and place whole... with all of the design of the whole story. And it's left over from something else. And they just thought, we'll bung it on the wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite nice. She made shit warm, I guess. But, like, uh, just the whole bit, like, uh, it's just that kind of a let's create a scenario to put someone in danger kind of thing that just, I don't know, I just wasn't in the mood for <laughs> I was really annoyed by the whole thing. It was quite late by the time you were watching this, though, wasn't it? You were probably like, oh, will <laughs> So you're thinking I was just an angry person? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. maybe. Um, may, I mean, this may be the whole Black Mirror thing. But you just need to be in a better fucking mood. You've got to love the illuminated wall, though. That makes for some really lovely scenes. Oh, I do it? love an illuminated wall. Yeah. They use it well they and do. a lot. Yeah. But always, yeah, it, it always seems appropriate use. But yes, no, and it just adds to the whole isn't Zoe gorgeous thing. Well done, you. And we used to love that. We used to, you remember when we used to have that sketching game where we used to sketch moments, and that was definitely one of the moments we oh. sketched was Zoe yeah. reaching for the I really love that the level of knowledge that we had about Doctor at the time meant we could just perform a silent action yes. and the other knew exactly what we meant. But that's because it was like, a limited number mental. of about 20 stories. So we could, we yes. actually knew them so well that we could actually do actions that meant tiniest of things, which is really quite sad, but beautiful at the same time. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I just, and I remember loving our Doctor Who Pictionary so much yeah. as well. I mean, yes, Shiraz was good, but yeah, just, 
If you've never like, played Doctor Who Pictionary, you haven't lived. Basically, what you do is you draw a scene, a moment from Doctor Who, and then the other person, preferably a Doctor Who fan or it doesn't work, guesses what the scene yes. is. And honestly, it's spent... always so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, particularly if Brian's playing, because then you can't tell what he's drawing really at all. <laughs> But also your view of what happened, like for me, often it's like it's a memory from childhood or something. Yeah. And so it's kind of what you imagine that scene looked like, not what that scene actually looked like. Yeah. And so it just has a kind of it's always got your slant on things that is just always quite odd and brilliant. So if I was to thrust my hand towards you as if it's holding a box, what would that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's Vicky in the rescue. No, it's the web planet in the web planet. Oh, the web planet. It's when she's got that spider in the box, oh, isn't it? And I know. I yes. know. But that's not that weird. We did always do the thrusting movement, and yeah. it was yeah. And it's a tiny, insignificant moment from that story, but that was like. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember when we couldn't think of what to do with Susan? So we used to just have her befriending Ping Cho. <laughs> <laughs> Sidling, I'd sidle up to you as if I was being friendly. <laughs> I'd say, "Who am I?" And you'd be like, you're "Susan, because you're befriending Pincho." <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we can think of that Susan did. That's a real. She does nothing. That's a sad indictment so of Susan, isn't it? That's all we can think of she did. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her befriend Pink shows. No. That's even worse, isn't it? Anyway, back it. to the story. When the doc what do you think yeah. about the doctor being missing for all of episode four? All of it. I didn't miss him. No, I didn't. I didn't. And I think and that's I a problem, like, isn't it? If you're not missing the doctor. Yes. He's not integral in any way no. to this plot. Um and then actually when the ice warrior's in the room and he's like, Oh, what's going on over there? I was like I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I didn't realise it was the doctor, so thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did love the little. Yeah, li yeah go. No, that was it. I said I love the little moment of continuity when the doctor wakes up in episode five when he's back in the room and he's mumbling about Victoria. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes, yes, I did. It was cute. It was nice. Well, see remember. you with your bloody love for Victoria. Well, Misplaced, I'd say. <laughs> yes, no, I know. Possibly. Um, so. <laughs> You've got the Ice Warrior arriving at the weather control station and mm. John announced, in a, quite an angry voice, these places really need more security. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I know! You can just wander in there and do anything! I just loved what that that man? was... It, that had never occurred to me, but I just loved that that was his outburst of fury. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's a fair call. Yes, and I just love the whole idea of a weather bureau. I don't know if you'd ever seen a book that I had as a child, but I loved it very much. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a book called The Weather Bureau, oh. um, and it was about a piece of furniture, a bureau that ha held different weather. <laughs> So, so if you if you opened up the top drawer, it would be spring. <laughs> and um, if you opened the bottom drawer, a bit of rain. You're making, you're making just... this up, aren't you? Yes. No, it was a real book, and I loved it so much. So I've actually in my notes. Yes. I drew the weather bureau. <laughs> I bet it's an uncanny representation. Identical. You're gonna be so impressed. I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna be blown away. I'll tweet. I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it out there. Well. 
honestly, everyone's going to be blown away with you. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. I need to talk about a moment that is amazing and then a moment that's less amazing. The first moment is Fushim yeah. and Sla standing up in front of the lit-up screen talking to each other, and it's beautifully, beautifully done and looks fantastic. Because there's no reason why Fushim needs to be up there, though. He's already been... He's really in danger, but he decides to come up and stand next to Sla in front of the screen just so they're beautifully silhouetted. But it's not really... Ah, OK. Yes. But the scene that's not so good, which is immediately afterwards, is after the Weather Bureau nonsense... No, I don't think it's at the Weather Bureau. I think it's before they get there. Jamie and Zoe are sitting down after the Ice Warrior attack. And they're talking to Zoe and Jamie. And Jamie sat there with a milk bottle and a straw... <laughs> And he's <laughs> sucking, he's, he's sucking this drink out and he's rocking back and forth like a child swinging his legs. Do you, did you see that Ooh. scene? It was no, really bizarre, that. really strange. Ooh. And I wasn't watching because I was writing notes and Marisa was like, what's Jamie doing? And I'm like, what? And then I watched and I was like, oh my God. They had him rocking <laughs> back and forth like a child with a straw drinking. It was really weird. Really weird. Where was he at that moment? Was he? They were sat down behind. Or... They were sat down at Lon- in London, in that there London, behind London. behind a screen. There was a, a perspex screen, and Jamie and Zoe were sat there having a little sort of like half time chat. Well, the scenes of death's going quite well. I don't know about you, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but it's a funny moment. Funny old moment. Mm. So there we go. No, don't remember that. Pass me by. Do you remember something that passed me by? I was like, where's Phipps? And Maurice is like, Phipps. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I was like, fuck, I should have looked up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's dead. Yes. Yes. It was very quick. I was like, isn't Phipps still in the tunnel? And Maurice is like, yeah. no, he died, <laughs> 20, he died like, 20 minutes ago. I'm like, did he? Because Zoe, after she spoke to Fuchsia, was like, right, I'll go and tell the others. I'm like, careful, slow down. Phipps won't be able to follow you. No, he's not following anyone anymore. No, he's not. He's dead. He's very dead. Yes. Yes. So. So. Yes. yes. Do you know how our episodes are always wonderfully linked? We've We've already had connections with Day of the Daleks. I've got a brilliant connection with the Daleks now. Um, which oh is God. Susan running on the spot in the forest. Here we have the Doctor running on the spot. <laughs> Wasn't that good? It is beautiful. Love a bit it of was, running on the it was spot. Stunning. Yes. And uh, to be honest, like I was saying before, he used to piss me off. Now I find him adorable. Like he really takes like pantomime Doctor to the extreme. Um, and I just I find him quite likable. Like that's his take on the Doctor. That's who the Doctor is. I don't feel like it's who Patrick Troughton is. I feel like he thinks that's the role he's playing, mm. and he is. It, it is a there's a cuteness to him that he is. Yeah, he's brilliant at creating. Like I, I do. I enjoyed the piece of him running around the moon unnecessarily. Oh yeah, that's and, really good. And him, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and him just running to go and you know play around in some foam. And the foam business with him holding his face and his big eyes and he makes that all brilliant. That was really good. We like yes. that. He does. Uh, it's, it feels like overacting but happily overacting yeah. in a way that we're all going to get on board with. Oh my word! Oh, that was a dangerous situation! Oh! What? What about Jamie? Oh, well, he drew the warrior off so that I could let you in. Oh no, we must help him! Oh no, Doctor, this way! What? 
So, who do you think has bedazzled his helmet? <laughs> I think it might be the... So is that Slar or is that a different no, named person? The Grand but... Marshal. Yes. Bedazzled. Yes, he is bedazzled. <laughs> he is. It, it, it definitely is a mark of hierarchy there, isn't it? Yeah. I've got the diamonds on the on the head. I like so I like to think I like to think that Slar is interrupting a party where <laughs> the Grand Marshal is at. Yeah, keep it down and try to take over the earth. They're playing the best of Donna Summer. (laughs) It's happening all over again. Isn't it though? It doesn't stop. And there he is, Grand Marshal, bedazzling his helmet, stops the party just to talk to Slar and says, sort it out, Slar. Come on, have have, have a party here. Yes. Good. Yes. No, I mean, it's beautiful. He he looks stunning. He does. Um, Yeah. I can understand why he's done it. Can I ask you what you think about the fact that water is used to destroy the seeds and the fungus? Um, I do feel that it's a bit fucking stupid. Because, <laughs> like, first of all, why do you attack England? Like, so either we control all the weather and we can have whatever weather we want. Yeah. Um, and therefore, whatever food we want. Yeah. Um, or. 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 <laughs> England is still England. And it gets rain every now and again. Yeah. As you'd imagine. Um, and it just seems like the shittest plan. And when they're like so furious that it hasn't worked. And they're like, you know, this shit was foolproof. Like, we created something to terraform stuff. The only The only thing. Absolutely only thing that it cannot deal with. You know, water. The thing that's most fucking prevalent on the earth out of everything. Yes, exactly. There's more you know, water than anything else on earth. There's more water than anything else on it's the earth, just isn't it? Mental. Like, yeah. how did they not have a backup? Or how did they not test it? Like, how could the thing that killed it not be like fucking the juice of a lotus flower or something? Oh, like, it just needed to be something a little bit more thought out. Because the funny thing is, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, Oh, cool, it's just water. They'll be able to destroy it. That's how basic I was when I watched it first. Isn't that hilarious? So I thought that was cool. It's adorable. Oh, it's pathetic. But um, (laughs) honestly, I don't understand. I'm getting confused about how much I don't understand about this. So the the small little thing that looked like a sewing machine (laughs) that was controlling the weather... That the ice warrior came and, oh, yeah, came yeah. and destroyed. That they need an entire massive building just for. Fun. Yeah. Oh, what I like about that is, I wonder if they're like, well, actually, we can just control this weather, weather for all the world just with this tiny little machine. But we've got all this money, so let's put it in this giant room. Right? <laughs> There's so many corridors. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> and it'll just say, dry. Yes. <laughs> On the machine. And the is, also... We'll never let anyone in because we'll make sure security's tight. Oh no, actually, we'll let anyone in. They're going to find out, aren't they? Anyway, I'm just a bit confused. Is that the whole, does that weather unit, the sewing machine weather unit, as I call it, control the weather for the whole world? Or am I wrong? I thought just the UK. Ah. I mean, but really all of our thoughts are completely unnecessary here because none of it makes any fucking sense but I feel Stockholm has its own little sewing machine and so does Ottawa um so let you know I I, that's how I think it it panned out and uh, let's hope that there was an ice warrior in each of those places just you know to do its shit 
But wouldn't it have been better to take over the world from the hotter areas where there's no rain going to happen? Where there is no water. No, no, because it doesn't like the heat. No. Well, that's why oh. it's only gone in the northern hemisphere. Oh, of course, it? because the ice it's warriors what? don't want to go to the heat because they would they wouldn't be able to go to Africa, would they? But I thought even the seed pods. Oh, were right, the, the ice warriors yeah. and the seed pods. It's very confusing. That was my. <laughs> very it's confused. That's what it is. Good. Yeah. Good. Like hot? No, like cold, just not water. Can I ask? Yes. During episode six. Yes. All the business with yes. the homing beacon. And the signal and all of that. Yes. Was that very confusing or was that just me? Um, I'm still just on the fact that it's confusing that they've got so many fucking rockets that they use all the <laughs> fucking time. Um, aside from that, I mean, I guess I wasn't too confused by the fact that there was a decoy signal being created by a rocket and then there was them. Good. With their shit signal. Good. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. No, I'm happy with it? that. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to play okay. in the um, the signal noise because it's quite pleasing. The one that Gia managed to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready to test. Playback recording of homing beam. Now that's the Ice Warriors homing beam. Let's see if I can produce that exactly. Oh, can't you get any closer than that? I shall. Don't worry. That's it. I'll lock it to that frequency. Just one thing, Miss Kelly. Now that you've perfected this thing, how do you propose getting into the launching pad without TMAC? Just so happens I found a petrol car in a motor museum. Really? What make? I've no idea, but it's got four wheels and it goes. Get this to the vehicle immediately. That was I enjoyable. It. It's the best. Good. Wasn't it? I can't think of anything. So else. I think we're hurtling, um, hurtling towards the end of the story. What have you got to say? You had something more to say just then. I had nothing. Oh. That's the, almost the thing that I feel bad about. Like it just kind of just ended. What I want. Like to... it just, I didn't feel right. Like an end. What I thought was hilarious, and I felt it was really true, and I thought this is one of the truest things in the entire thing because there wasn't a lot of truth in there. Um, was that as soon as they defeat the Ice Warriors and Teamat's all working again, they're kind of like. Oh yeah, we're fine now. We don't need to invest. We don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to learn from no, this. No, at all. We don't need to do any fucking risk assessments. Exactly. God forbid. Exactly. I thought it was so. Yeah. And then Eldred's human. just like, let's just get the fucking rockets. And I'm like, that's not the answer, but okay, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and it's like obviously the answer yeah. would be, we need both. And we need to do things in moderation. All things in moderation. You see, I, but that is I, not... I'm not in agreement on that. Though. Oh, you know, I don't think the rockets are sufficient. <laughs> no, they're not sufficient in themselves. Just have more themselves. fucking control centres for Teamat. Fuck's sake! Let's debate this forever more. I know, but the eggs in the one basket, Teamat. But that, if you have Teamat, Alex, Alex, yes. then you have all, <laughs> well, got no, all these cool. obese people wandering around, or not wandering around, just rolling around because they've got no transport. Exercise program Exercise and Teamat. Yes. Yeah. Gia keep I'm with fit. you. Exercise program with Teamat. Yes. yes. <gasps> I love Gia. Keep fit. The reason I keep seeing I love Gia is do you remember that I, I sent you an image about a year or two ago <laughs> where I was looking at some trousers in um on asos and um yeah. the name of the um oh yeah i think the name of the trousers were like oh what was it the actual brand was kelly 
Mm. No, the actual brand was I Love Gia. <laughs> I love um, Gia. And the, the make of these trousers were called Kelly. Brilliant. Um, and they were trousers. And so the overall line that I sent you was, I love Gia Kelly pants. <laughs> and it just made me so happy that in a completely unrelated scenario, there was the sentence, I love Gia Kelly pants. Um, so, yes, I'm going to look for that snapshot and I will send it to you and you will appreciate it once more. I shall. Brilliant. We can even yeah. tweet it, let's say. Yes. Um, I did like that the last line of the episode was so clever. And so prescient. Do you? And I don't remember it. Good, tell it me it. It's Jamie going to the TARDIS, and they were talking about the Doctor, not, and the TARDIS not knowing where it's going to end up, and, and the Doctor being crap, and basically Jamie says, he's got no more idea than the man in the moon. And I thought, oh, well done! Yes, no, I did like that. Applause! Yes, that was quite lovely. There must, there must have been lots of talk about there being a man on the moon at some point coming up soon like mr armstrong will be there, there shortly like a... yes yeah no I, there must have was been it, the excitement in the air july 69 i feel like i should know the exact date i feel quite bad that i, I don't feel like you should yes. i don't feel like i should because i don't know the exact it's <laughs> not what yes. i do i'm gonna say july 69 it's not my skill set so this i'm gonna go with this it. stopped that line would have went out in about february 69 so it was only a few months afterwards so yeah good that's adorable but actually yes that's something we didn't get to talk about which i did make a note of which was the doctor is very aware of his own failings oh. um in that he they're like so why don't we just help them out with the tardis and he's like oh no <laughs> that wouldn't work at all <laughs> just probably overshoot by a thousand years or a thousand miles yeah. and it just was like i love the like some of the doctors would be very kind of proud and like, no, no, I sh I'd be able to do that. But no, he's like, no, nah, shit. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Fuck it up royally. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, um, I quite like that. So I would like us to move to a summary before we end. So a summary yes. of the Seeds of Death. Do you want to go first or second? Okay. First. Go. Gia Kelly is the saviour of all things. If only there was a Gia Kelly training course, a Gia Kelly rules t-shirt. She is what kept the whole of the, not just England, let it be said. Gia Kelly kept the whole world going. The only thing that could get in her way was the incompetent management of TNAT. And the Ice Warriors saw that flaw and they ruined it for everyone. Um, but yeah, no, um, I didn't like it much apart from Gia Kelly. Oh, there gosh. you go, summary. Wow. So, yeah. I wanted to like it more than I did. And I remember liking it. Yeah, me too. I remember liking it more back in the day. It felt mm. like it... The concepts it threw up were fun yes. at the time. Yes. Because we didn't want to think it through too much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But an, as soon as you think it through, say for... An exploratory investigative okay. podcast is—is <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is? Fuck! <laughs> I know. We're in trouble. Uh, the world's in trouble. Um, then it's got lots of problems, and it's very hard to understand what the heck the world is in in this future date. But um, mm. I did enjoy elements of it. Um, yeah. That yes, but it's an odd one. And I can, I do feel like Doctor Ooh. Who's running out of steam at this point. 
Um, if you think about yes. these sort of later Triton stories, I do feel... I know we have the epic, wonderful war games, which is somehow a magical yes, end. lest we forget. Which is only one, yes. one of the story away. But um, I do feel like it's it feels tired. I can feel that in the production. I can feel mm. that in the way it's kind of like put together. It does feel like it's... And also, of course, it's an, yet another base under siege, which was this Troughton sort of standard of having people trapped somewhere and people attacking. Yes. And it's, it's kind of similar. Lots of running and escaping. And it's, yes, it's, that's true. it's also a retread of the moon base, which they've already had, the Cybermen story, mm. um, in some ways. Um, yes. So I feel it's not very original. But I do I do like aspects of it, which sounds like damning with faint praise, but... Um, Mm. I think it, I would like to use the word rollicking, but I don't think it's rollicking enough. <laughs> no, I'd say rollicking is about a different story. Okay, good. Yes, no, that's that's not what happened. Good. Uh, yeah, no, I I really I didn't dislike it. It wasn't terrible. No. It just didn't do the things it needed to. Good. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I actually think that we might be on to. A winner with this because no one can possibly disagree with Gia Kelly being the winner. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's um, Fusherman Phipps. Fusherman Phipps. Fusherman Phipps. Okay, so I. Okay, so we've got Fusherman Phipps, Gia Kelly. Who's Commander Underpants? What's his name? Radner. Julian. Julian Radner. Yeah, and you've got Dan. You've got um, Professor you Eldred. Call him? Daniel. Daniel oh, Underpants. You do. Can we not put him in? Oh. Well, really, we all. What about Slar? What about the Ice Warrior? Guy, he's going to no. be in, hasn't he? No monsters don't get in. No, no. Oh gosh, no. I don't remember this rule. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> we never have baddies in it. Do we? Do we? Yes, Vivian Fay. Baddies are Vivian Fay. Shit. Yeah. And the controller okay. in the Dale oh. Dalek. So wrong. Ah, oh, but is he a baddie? Ah, you know, that's yes. Generational. Gosh, but then I can't say, like, you couldn't say anyone. Out of Phipps, Fusion, Eldred and Radner, you couldn't pull any of them apart to not include. Like, they're all similar underpants. Can we just have one category of underpants men? Yes. Underpants men and Gia Kelly. Yeah. Who's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> underpants men and Gia Kelly. I feel like slightly <laughs> polarising the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's completely fair. Let me know if we need three. Underpants men, Gia Kelly and the Ice Warriors. Hmm. With their lovely mum bottoms. Okay. No? I was going to say okay and I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah, no. The thing is you have absolute power here. So yeah, just humour me. And just okay, we'll do that. Right. Okay. So he's already had far too much airtime this episode. But Ian Chambers... Um, yeah. I gave him the option of choosing the next story. Was that crazy? Was that <gasps> Oh, I don't know. It depends on what he chose. Well. I wish I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so, he has chosen... Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Planet, of Sp- so Planet of Spiders. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I know I always drift off. Oh, do you? When the villagers... Yeah, there's a bit where, like, the no, you can't, no, I can't, when she comes out. You can't, out. you must not um, take him, I cannot I, take him. Yeah, <laughs> I just know I'm virtually asleep at that <laughs> every time. So, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take some, yeah. You should watch it in two, two, two sittings, watch it in two sittings. 
What's my advice to you? Okay. <laughs> no, there's lots to love. Yes. Good. Yes. Right. Good. Thanks, Ian. Thanks. Thanks with an X. Okay. Have mm-hmm. you got anything else to add at this at this juncture? Or is it... I have nothing. <laughs> the cupboard is well and truly bare. But you do have your new Van Gogh vans, do you not? <gasps> my goodness, do I! Oh my god, this is not gonna. This is not gonna leave me for a while. The rest of the month, and we're only on something Fantastic. early in July. Not that this matters uh, to all the people who will listen to this in three months' time. No. I will be enjoying with a spring in my step my Van Gogh band. Good. I need pictures. I need evidence. Um, if you could tweet one on the World Enough Pod or at World Enough Pod, and then I can retweet it. Do that. Do do. Okay. I will do uh, that. Um, I will. And I'm off to watch Prisoner episode two, three, five to see what all the fuss is about. Oh my god! Oh, no. I'm gonna go watch some Wentworth now. I just feel jealous, so I will. Um. Yes. No. And love to you all out there. Please, Kiwi Doctor Who fans. I know you don't. Yes. Exist. This Come is on. just a a wild hope. Get in touch. I need to speak to you. I don't believe you're there. And more importantly than that, if you like the World Enough and Time podcast, for God's sake, please write us a review. We've got one. <gasps> one! Oh, my God. Write us a review oh, shit. on That's really lame, isn't Apple it? Podcasts. Please, come on, and say nice things. And then people will be able well, to find our podcast like more easily. And that's important, because <gasps> we want to amazing. share the love. Yeah. Share the love of Dear and Kelly Pants. keeps us going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dear Kelly I love Dear Kelly Pants. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Where are we going now? Oh, it's no good asking him. He's no more idea than a man in the moon. I heard that, Jimmy. Come on. Something's going to happen. This is the sixth and final episode. Find out what happens. Which in a way is easier because uh, you've got more to work with, you know. I mean, beginnings are easy and ends are easier in a way. Mm -hmm. It's around the middle that you've got to work really hard to keep it moving. And there's a lot of issues to be resolved here, you know, the fungus. Which we kind of know. Well, no, they've got the problem of the weather centre, haven't Mm. they? And the the control to jam, they've got to deal with that. And how are they going to deal with that? How are they going to deal with that? They've also got the whole business of the incoming Martian fleet. So that's got to be dealt with as well. So they've they've still got a lot to overcome in 24 and a half minutes. This episode is dedicated to Doctor Who writer, script editor, novelist and all-round legend, Terence Dix.